As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you're making a recipe, like let's say you're making a cake, doesn't that sound good right now? And you leave out just one ingredient. Like let's say you forget the eggs. What happens to the cake? The cake flops. Like there's certain things. If you want predictable success, you've got to make sure all the ingredients are included. And that is especially true when it comes to making a social media post that actually gets engagement, that helps you to attract new followers. But when you're just about to post, sometimes it's like hard to remember all of those things. I use a checklist, and this is the same checklist that I give to all of my Instagram students, and I want to give it to you for free. So you can download it right now. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. Now, here's a bonus tip. Once you get this checklist, save it to your phone, like save it to your notes. That way you're going to get in the habit of checking it just before you post each time, and you should see a nice little improvement in your Instagram engagement and growth. Again, you can grab that by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. And as always, all links can also be found in our show notes. You don't have to remember it. In fact, you can click on it right now and the episode will continue to play. Hey, what's up? And welcome to today's episode of Build Your Tribe. Today, we are going to be having a very candid, real, genuine conversation between my mom and I about chat GPT and artificial intelligence more broadly. I recently have been doing a deep dive into AI and its capabilities specifically to help you be more productive and create more and better content for social media. So I reached out to my mom and said, hey, what do you know about ChatGPT? And she said, honestly, not much. I know it's trending, I know it's popular, and I know basically a simple definition for it, but not a ton. So today you're going to get to hear a conversation between the two of us, breaking down the different features of ChatGPT and talking about in real time our thoughts, predictions and analyses of artificial intelligence and how it will change forever our uses of social media and the way we do business. And like I said, this was a very genuine, real conversation. We didn't have scripted out bullet points of things we wanted to say or even prepare questions beforehand. This was just us chatting. But I think it's going to be very educational for you to listen to, whether you know a lot about artificial intelligence or you have no idea what chat GPT even is or what AI even stands for. It stands for artificial intelligence, by the way. But without further ado, we'll get into the conversation. Okay, so... Have you heard of chat GPT? Of course. I think if you're on, well, maybe it just depends on what TikTok you're on because I just asked my girlfriends out of curiosity. They're all entrepreneurs. They huh. all have online businesses. They all could definitely use this. And I asked them how many of them had just even heard the word or the phrase mm -hmm. and only one out of nine had. Yeah. And I, I admittedly don't know a lot about it. Yeah. I asked my followers over the weekend and I think 11% had heard of it. 
mm-hmm. and the other 89% hadn't even heard of it, which is interesting. Where did you hear about it on TikTok? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear a thing about it on TikTok, but it was, or maybe it still is trending on Twitter and has been for like a week. Mm. When I saw the content on TikTok, they were talking about different ways to use it to, and I'm sure it came up on my feed, to create a podcast. And hmm. I I didn't really understand what it was, and I dismissed it until you said, hey, mom, have you heard about this? And probably you and I talking about it, like our phones are listening to us, and now yeah. I've gotten a couple more videos on it. Yeah, okay. So I was, same thing. I saw it all, all over Twitter, and I was like, this is crazy. It's futuristic. It's trending, whatever, but it's going to die out, so I'm going to just dismiss it. But then I listened to like five podcasts on it. And then when I realized that like the New York Times podcast and some other like major, major, major podcasts were doing entrepreneur tech. Yes. I was like, okay, like I'm going to learn a little bit more. So like the definition on Wikipedia is chat GPT stands for generative pre-trained transformer. And the way I think about that is the first word generative basically just means it can generate its own responses and come up with this with its own answers pre-trained because it has been pre-trained right like there are ultimately humans who had to pre-train it but i think if most people's experience with ai is like siri you know or like talking to like alexa from amazon that's most people's experience with this kind of chat model when you start to actually use chat gpt it will blow your flipping mind. It's insane. So how I would describe it, and you know more than I do, but I would describe it as an open source site. I don't know if you call it a site. An open mm-hmm. source simply means that anyone can yeah. have access to improve it, to make it better. Kind of, I think Audacity is open site. Like, so it, it just means that mm-hmm. people who know how to code, people who know how to create artificial intelligent programs, bots, et cetera, they yeah. all have access to it. When that happens and, and no one's getting paid and everybody's collaborating, it can like get really good or really bad really fast. And my understanding of it is like, it is like an open source website that has finally said, you know, all this information everywhere on the internet, what if we had a bot or whatever intelligence that could like almost like a per- like the smartest person on the planet and the quickest thinking yes. person on the planet, you could say, hey, search the whole internet, make sense of this, and then write me a summary of every podcast that's ever been produced on fill in the blank. So that's kind of my understanding of it. Yeah, I think that's that's a very good baseline understanding. And that's Is it a website, app- Brock? What, sorry? Can we access it by going to a website or an app? It's a website. I think they have an app. I've only used their website. I just basically go to Google and I type in chat GPT and it's free. So you put in your name and your email and it's totally free. And that's part of it right now is like you said, it's open source. So they're trying to get as many people as they can to use it because mm-hmm. obviously the more people use it, the more they learn and the more they can rapidly improve it. So just like literally I used it two days ago and I had a conversation with it and then I accidentally closed my window and I was like, shoot, I wanted to like go back and I missed some of the things in that conversation. I wish I had saved it. And I asked chat GPT like, hey, can you pull up our conversations from the past? And it said, sorry, we can't do that. But oh. today when I logged in, it said, hey, we announced a new feature yesterday. It's now you can go back and view your chat history. So that just shows you like how fast it's improving right now. So the piece that my first question was before I started looking is who's behind this? Like who owns this? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we should mention this just released the beginning of December. Is that your understanding? Yeah, I believe it was beginning of December or end of November. But here's the crazy thing. 
It took Instagram 75 days to get to 1 million users. It took ChatGPT five days, five days to get to a million users. Yeah, because it has some scary potential. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. should I don't, I don't know. So here's what I did. I went to Google, like you did, and I think because technology or whatever, marketers, I typed in chat, is it GPT, right? GPT, yeah. GPT. First, I typed in chat GPS, <laughs> and I got a ton of websites that are already trying to pretend that they are chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing is I found a ton of sites where I'm like, which one is it? Mm. And then I, I don't know if this is accurate. What's today's date? December 20th. As yeah. of December 20th, I was getting TikToks today that were saying that because of the overwhelming quick popularity of it, that new people don't even have access to it. So I'm wondering if that's why I can't find it. I've heard that every time I've tried to go on it, it's worked a few times. It has crashed. Like a few times I've like asked it a question and it's got halfway through answering and then it just kind of froze. Mm-hmm. But if I close the window or I like reload it, it'll usually load back up. I listened to a few podcasts this weekend who were like, yeah, it's been overloaded. I can't get on. But it's weird. Every time I've personally tried to go on, it's it's worked right away. Even today, right before we started chatting, I pulled it up and it's loaded and sitting on my desktop right now. We'll put a link to the actual site down below. But I just had this flash forward moment where we're going to come back and listen to ourselves talking about this and go... <laughs> We're such dorks. Like I, I just have this feeling that this is going to be one of those rev, I don't know, those revolutionary things where it's like, okay, there's this new thing. It's called Google or like, you know, when they show <laughs> clips of news anchors talking about like, so we have some exciting news about something they're calling the World Wide web, ladies yes. and gentlemen, you know, and yeah. I feel like this is going to be one of those clips. Yeah. So it's crazy what you can use it for. And we can talk all about, you know, like the, the potential problems with it, potential use cases, but I'll just give you some examples of, of how I used it. And I think the simplest way to think about it is just like a, a text message conversation. So it's, it's a chat bot. You can type in a text-based question or prompt for it to answer, and it will do its best to search through the entire internet. I think everything up until 2022, I think they have it loaded through 2021. So it doesn't have the most current information, which was interesting because when I asked it some questions about Instagram, it brought up like IGTV, which hasn't been around in about a year. But anyways, you can ask it pretty much anything and it'll search through the entire internet and give you a result that's generated by itself. So it's not a pre-programmed result by the programmers. They haven't like written the responses the AI, the artificial intelligence is generating these responses itself. So can I give you an example of like some of the things I've asked it? Yeah. Okay. So this one blew my mind and this relates to the podcast. I said, can you give me a few trending podcast episode ideas for a social media marketing podcast? And it gave me 10 bullet pointed out ideas and I'll read you some of them. The power of influencer marketing. Explore how influencer marketing can help business owners reach new audiences and drive sales through social media. That was one of the titles it gave me. Here's another. Social media trends for 2023. Predictions for the biggest trends in social media marketing over the next year and how businesses can take advantage of them. So, so far, just- those, those two titles are, are two shows that we've just recently produced. Yes, yes. So it's crazy. Like it's on trend. (laughs) Yeah. It's coming up with these measuring the ROI of social media marketing, a discussion of how businesses can track and measure the return on investment of their social media marketing efforts. Like just coming up with these on its own. 
One interesting thing that I've noticed is it can't quite search through content yet. So I can't ask it to, so I can't ask it to like, listen to every podcast related to social media marketing and give me the biggest takeaways related to Instagram. I can't quite do that. But what I can do and what I have done is take transcriptions of podcasts and put those into chat GPT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically- it can't go listen itself, but you can give it the transcription. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. that's very interesting. From what I understand, from again my limited knowledge, is that it is so advanced that it literally hears and you know can make sense of tone, emotion, tempo, like all of these things. Not just in written content, but in spoken content, obviously in in news articles. So when I mm-hmm. when I started thinking about like, oh my god, first of all, a negative is this could replace a lot of people's jobs, right? When I think yeah, about people yeah. who write for a living, people who research for a living, like for me, someone with ADHD who loves to get on a tangent and just research the hell out of something, that can be so time consuming and. I only know what I know. So I, I think that this yeah. could really, it, it could impact people's work, people who do that as consultants or yeah. for their job. Yeah, totally. And I think it will. I don't think it'll be an immediate like loss of millions of jobs, but over the course of the next five, 10 years into the future, there's going to be a lot of jobs replaced by this. Myself personally, what I did, and this is a real example I took the transcription from one of my YouTube videos. Okay. So I just copied, YouTube provides transcriptions of everything that you post on YouTube. So I just literally copied everything that I said. I pasted it into chat GPT and above the transcription, I typed, write me a 15 bullet point summary of the following text in complete sentences. And it gave me 15 bullet points in complete text of summarizing what I just said in that YouTube video. And they were smart summaries too. It wasn't just like, you know, like it didn't pull out my intro and make my intro an important part of the summary. Like it hit on the 15 important bullet points. And then I said, turn this 15 bullet point summary into a marketing email written in a casual tone. And it wrote me a three paragraph marketing email written in a casual tone that summarized the 15 bullet points from the YouTube video. And I literally copied and pasted that into my email marketing campaign. So it was, it was that good. Like even, you know, when you hire a real person, a lot of times you ask them to do this assignment, you're going to have to review what it is they've written to make sure like, is this consistent? What was your interpretation of what they generated for you? It wasn't perfectly in my tone. Granted, I didn't ask it or, or give it like my examples of writing in the past, mm-hmm. but it was exactly what I asked for. It was wow. casual, conversational. It hit all the bullet points. And exactly like you said, like, like there were a few things I had to tweak and a few minor things that I wanted to like make more in my lingo, mm-hmm. but it was spot on even to the point where I added a, a phrase. I said, and end with a call to action, directing people to watch the full YouTube video. And it added in that and it said, click down here to watch the full video. And it like added the call to action to the bottom of the email. It freaking blew my mind. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So I watched an example of someone who said, watch, I can say, give me recipes I can make with the ingredient jackfruit. And it gave him all these recipes. And then he selected one and said, show me this recipe in a grid form. Mm -hmm. So that it showed him the recipe, like breaking down, like in this, it said, the quantity, the amount, what you do with it. And then he said, 
just very, and it was in real time. It wasn't like it took a long time for the AI to populate the response. And then in real time, he said, turn this recipe into a shopping list. And then mm-hmm. it turned it into like a shopping list oh. with the exact quantities of each item to buy. Yeah. To me, that is mind blowing. That's something that normally would take, you know, an hour at least for someone yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we think of like what a current search engine can do because that's another similarity. So Google, you'd search something on Google, you're going to get a bunch of different links and then it's up to you to like search through each of those. And create the file and create the full, like and create the formats, all of those things. Like it feels like a person is doing this for you in like the speed of light. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fast. That's the other thing is it's so fast. It's kind of like, you know, when you search something on Google and Google like gives you a, a result that's above everything else. That's like a little bit of text. And it's basically Google saying like, this is the right answer, but really they're just pulling it out of some yeah. article. It's mm-hmm. like that, but it's doing that rather than just from one article, it's summarizing all the information from every article that's been fed over the millions and millions of data points it's been given over the past few years. I mean, I just, right now I'm thinking about all the research and time that went into creating our episode we did on predictions for 2023 in social media. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I'm going to go now and, and see like what does, because AI, we assume is smarter than us, right? Because it's taking in everybody's opinions, but does it include those nuances that aren't showing up on the internet, especially when it comes to trends and predictions. Like you said, it's only including information up to 2022 and not all the way through 2022. So does it take into account the fact that things are trending in a certain way that hasn't even showed up in its database yet? And I would assume not yet. Yeah, that's my assumption. And from my best understanding, when you ask it to predict things in the future, it kind of struggles, especially Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, the, the data isn't up to the current, you know, day and time, but I asked it just now while you were talking, I typed in, what do you think will be trending on Instagram in 2023? And it's still typing right now. It's already written out five bullet points. So it said, basically it started by saying like, it's difficult to predict the future. However, here's what may emerge in 2023. Number one, personal branding and influencer marketing. As more people turn to social media to promote- Oh, it even expands on it. Yeah. And share their experience. Influencer marketing is likely to grow in popularity. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt really quickly to let y'all know that the Insta Club Hub is open and available for registration. The Insta Club Hub is my mom and I's Instagram coaching membership where you can learn exactly what you need to know about Instagram. Now, to be totally transparent, you can learn everything you could ever want to know about Instagram in the Insta Club Hub. We literally answer every question ever about Instagram in the club, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to help you learn what you need to know. How does the algorithm actually work? How can you use Instagram to your advantage to start growing a following and start building your customer base from Instagram in less than an hour a day? We wanna help you save time and make money from Instagram. There's a link down in the show notes or you can just visit instaclubhub.com to finally start winning at Instagram by tomorrow. Number three, user-generated content. Authentic, relatable content is more popular with wide audiences than what is professionally produced. Expect there to see more brands encouraging their followers to share their own user-generated content featuring their products and services. These are like three so far that we included. Wow. You know, that makes me wonder, I don't know if you've ever done this, if you've typed in, I'm trying to think of something, something recently, I I was prescribed a medication and I typed it in Google to find out like what side effects there were. And I found that there were probably nine different popular sites 
And word for word, it was all the same information, exactly the same, exactly the same. Like, I don't know if they're all paying like one writer or one source, but like all of the major quote unquote health popular websites, all exactly the same text. So it makes me wonder if a tool like this means we're going to see a lot of this, like if people and companies start using a lot, are we going to, is everyone going to be offering the same information because it's right off of chat GPT? Yeah, that's really interesting. I would imagine that in some cases where it's like fact-based evidence, like the side effects of a common drug, you know, you might use chat GPT or a lot of these websites might because it's, it's going to be the same information. It doesn't necessarily matter as much mm-hmm. how it's written. But I think on something like a blog or something that's like a marketing email, I think that's where you can get into a tricky situation if you're not staying true to your own tone and your own branding. So the people who really will benefit from using this is figuring out the right yeah. way to use it so that you're still getting unique content and not just the same thing that everybody else typed in and got, they got that answer. I also wonder if, so for example, is it going to show us, like I'm, I, I don't almost, I'm reluctant to mention some possible negative uses and my brain even went here, but like, could I type in that I want the home address for said celebrity? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, yeah, well, let's ask it. What's Lady Gaga's home <laughs> address? I will say that the creators, the programmers, they do have some safeguards built in. So if you ask ChatGPT, like, how do I build a bomb? It mm. won't tell you. And in mm. fact, its response won't just be like, sorry, I don't have the answer. It will say like, it kind of almost like ag- passive aggressively or like kind of like it's judging you for asking that question. Like you shouldn't mm. ask that sort of thing. People have asked it, you know, I saw someone asked like, who was the best Nazi? Like they were trying to provoke chat GPT and they said, who is the best Nazi? And chat GPT was like, basically something along the lines of like, I'm not going to answer that question. And to ask if, or who the best Nazi is, is implying that the people who created a mass genocide did it and like kind of instructed them or corrected them in an educational way, but also kind of told them off a little bit. But of course- well, That makes me curious, like how will this be monitored? So for example, if if there's a political opinion and you know people are kind of divided about something, could chat GPT be like the ultimate answer? Like, you know, and who's monitoring it so that things don't become, I mean, where's the morality or the ethics right. or because it's open source- yeah, so I think that's the one of the major challenges and concerns around AI and ChatGPT is ultimately its ethics and its morals are based off the people who program it. And it can learn and it can change and grow over time, but ultimately it's only based off of the biases of the people programming it and the biases of the data it's already been given. So mm. I asked it about Lady Gaga and it said, I'm sorry, it is not appropriate to disclose personal information such as someone's home address online. It's important to respect people's privacy and not to share that personal information without consent. Will you ask it how tall Shalene Johnson is? Yeah. How tall is Shalene? But also to speak on the fact of like political things, obviously since it's not up to 2022, asking it super relevant questions like super trending or you know happening now questions it might struggle with that answer because it's not as current you know it's uh, still a year behind so here's what it said about how tall shalene johnson so it didn't give you exact height it said shalene johnson is an american entrepreneur fitness expert and author who is known for her fitness programs and workouts it's not publicly known how tall shalene johnson (laughs) is but it is not appropriate to disclose someone's personal information such as height or weight without their consent oh that's kind of cool 
I can find it on Google. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I, I think it's, I feel like it might be on Wikipedia. Hey, let me, you know, we, we didn't prepare for this, mm-hmm. but if I were to challenge you to think of ways that entrepreneurs mm-hmm. could use this to save them and or make them money, what are some mm-hmm. ideas that come to mind for you? I think just ways I've already used it myself. So summarizing long form content, that's summarizing a YouTube video or, or a podcast, breaking it down into really a small bite-sized chunks that you could then reuse. So you could ask ChatGPT to create bullet points, say from a YouTube video, and then you could take each of those bullet points and say, hey, expand on each of these and turn them into a script for a short video. That's another thing I've done is I've taken the bullet mm-hmm. points from a long video and turned them into bullet points for a short video. I've also had it do a lot of research for me. So I've had it do a lot of research into trends, what's happening within the market, what's going on with Instagram and Twitter. And I think about the um, fact that I could use every, every single Shaleen show podcast, I could just enter that transcript and ask it to turn it into a blog. I'd be curious to see if I could ask them to summarize that blog and give it the total number of words I wanted it condensed to research for the topics that I'm, I mean, I spend so much time doing research for all of the shows, whether it's, you know, our business podcast, Build Your Tribe, and the research that I do for the Shaleen show, which is all like lifestyle stuff, and it's all over the place. I think it could be really an interesting case to use it to rewrite blogs that I have done in the past or to go through past content and look for any, I wonder if it could find things that are outdated. I bet it could. I bet I could. So I asked you right now, I said, write a 300 word essay on podcast influencers and it's writing and it just started. Podcast influencers are individuals who have significant followings on podcast platforms and use their platforms to share their thoughts, experiences, and it's writing me a whole essay on it. But yeah, you could say that something that specifically. It's crazy. You know, we do so much split testing, right? And that's very expensive as entrepreneurs to do split testing. Like we've got to pay Facebook, TikTok, Instagram for these ads. But if we could ask... AI to report back on some of those findings for us ahead of time, we could avoid doing that. I wonder if it shares with you like even, I don't know, best rates or how to negotiate, like how how to write an email to negotiate the best rate for work as a consultant or, I mean, it's just pretty remarkable to think about all the, anything that you, I think basically as an entrepreneur, what's exciting about this technology and we'll see where it goes, is that any question that pops into your head that you don't know the answer to, you could literally go there and type it and get a more, perhaps, more valid response there than you could by being involved in a very large network of experienced entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, th- that brings up kind of another challenge or concern that a lot of people have, which is trusting the AI as kind of like the voice of God or like the universal best answer, even though they say on the website, like it's going to be wrong sometimes. And from most interviews I've heard, it's wrong, maybe one out of 10 times, like so nine out of 10 times, it's right. But sometimes it doesn't make sense or gives you a wrong answer. And so that's going to be interesting, right? When AI starts to contradict things that are known as facts, you know, because it's pulling its information from the wrong sources. Also, you know, we talked about it's only going to be as good as where it's getting its information from. Granted, it's getting a really wide, diverse pool of data and information. But like one example someone gave is they asked it, hey, chat GPT, write me a love story. Write me a short love story. And it wrote a love story about a couple named Jack and Jill, and they did all these things. They fell in love, whatever. And someone brought up after the story was done being told, like, 
ChatGPT on its own decided to make a heterosexual couple with male mm. female. And so it, like it's doing that probably because the majority of the stories it's read are male female. Mm-hmm. But that has kind of, you know, it, it brings up this thought of like, okay, well, it's only going to be a mirror of the data we're giving it. Ask ChatGPT who is hosting ChatGPT and who originally purchased that domain. I'll ask it. While it's answering that, it gave me a six paragraph answer to the tips for negotiating as rates as a design consultant. And it started them out with like short little bullet points. And then it kind of gave sentences explaining what each of them were. So it said, number one, research your market. Number two, know your value. Number three, be open to negotiation. Number four, consider the scope of your project. Clearly communicate terms and conditions. And finally, don't be afraid to walk away. And then it mm-hmm. gave like kind of a detailed explanation of each of those. I wonder, oh. you know, that's one response, but I wonder if you could hit refresh and you got like a different version. There is. There's a button at the bottom that says regenerate response. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. What'd you just find? So I asked it about who hosts it and where was the domain name purchased? And it said, I'm sorry, I'm not able to provide information about the hosting or ownership of a specific domain as I do not have access to that information. Domain names are registered and maintained through the registrars, okay. which are private organizations. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is pretty exciting, Brock. Any predictions that we can look back on, like maybe a year from now and go like, woof, were we off or wow, we were dead on. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be really cool to use this for ideas, really great for research and summary. But I think that the best answers always come from the best questions. So I think it's the people who just spend time playing around on chat GPT. Like even us in this 30 minute conversation, we've come up with new questions for it. I think the people who just spend some time playing around with it and asking questions are going to learn how to get the most out of it. But I think what's going to be really interesting is once it's able to create things that are more than just text, right? So if I could ask it, hey, create me, like, so I have it give me a six steps to negotiating your rates. I say, hey, turn this into a poster with black text on a yellow background and some basic graphics. Like that's going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. because there's already image-based artificial yeah, yeah 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 you know but when these two things kind of have their baby and they merge together so i'm able to use this text and have it automatically turn into an image or even a video like that's going to be mind-blowing for content creation do you think it will remain free <sighs> that's what's now, i don't even know is does something that's open source like this does it have the ability to be purchased, I assume. Like, I just don't know enough about this side of tech. I don't know either. I don't know either. I would assume it's going to stay free, but I also could see it switching to like a membership model where you pay a certain monthly fee. But if their goal, which I believe their goal, one of their goals is making it available for all people, I would assume they're going to keep it free. And we think about something like Google, right? Like I'm sure 20 years ago, a lot of people were like, yeah, Google's free for now, but it's not going to be free forever. I mean, as of now, Google is still free to use. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. And is it just US based at the moment? I don't believe so. I think it's worldwide. Wow. All right. All right. So we will wait and see. I mean, it could be really, really exciting. Or we could look back on this recording and go, wow, (laughs) we had no idea. Either way, it'll be fun to look back on this recording. Yeah. Hey, thanks for filling me in. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for listening. So overall, I hope that you sense the level of excitement and curiosity that we have around this new tool. Again, 
it's new. I've heard some people say that it's on the horizon heading towards us and we have no idea what artificial intelligence or chat GPT even is yet. But I think that the people who are excited about it and who are asking questions are going to reap the most benefits. I think that in entrepreneurship, it's oftentimes assumed that it's our job to have all the answers when actually I believe as an entrepreneur, the best skill you can have is the ability to ask the right questions. So now that you've listened to this podcast, I hope you are excited about ChatGPT and I hope you go experiment with it, play around and start asking it some questions. Speaking of, I asked it, hey ChatGPT, how can you be used for social media content creation and online business owners? And here's what it had to say. Here are some potential ways GPT could be used by online business owners and social media content creators. Number one, generating social media posts. GPT could be used to generate social media posts that were designed to engage and attract specific followers. For example, a business owner could input some information about their products or services and have GPT generate a series of social media posts that promote those products or services. Number two, Generating product descriptions. GPT could be used to generate product descriptions for online stores. This could save time and effort for business owners who need to write those descriptions for large amounts of products. I like that. Number three, generating email marketing campaigns. I've used this one myself. GPT says that GPT could be used to generate email marketing campaigns that are tailored for specific audience segments of a business owner's customer base. And number four, generating blog content. GPT could be used to generate blog content for businesses that want to publish regular updates on their site. This could help keep a business's websites feeling fresh and engaged for their visitors. And then GPT finishes by saying, it's important to note that while GPT can generate human-like text, it's not a replacement for human creativity and judgment. It's best to use GPT as a tool to help with certain tasks rather than relying on it entirely for content creation. And I can't think of a better way to end this episode. As it currently stands, GPT is both scary and exciting. It is a tool that is going to be present in the future of our lives. Maybe not chat GPT specifically, but artificial intelligence more broadly and tools like chat GPT are here to stay. So I'm excited to see how you use them, how all of us as business owners and content creators explore this new world of artificial intelligence, this web 3.0, the metaverse, and how we can use these things to not replace our human creativity, but amplify it. I'm excited to see how robots are going to help us be even more human than before connect with more people, sell more product, grow a bigger audience, serve a more broad community in a more tailored and specific way. It's exciting and it's also a little bit scary. But thank you so much for listening today. And as always, happy networking. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.